Hi everyone, I'm Fiji Simo. I'm the CEO of Instacart and I just came off the stage at the Cannes Lions and I'm going to answer a few questions. What is the one thing that will guarantee success for a brand in the e-com space? Well, I wish I had a complete guarantee, but I think this, to put all of the chances on your side, the thing that's really important is obviously understanding your customers, but also spending in an evergreen fashion. Because what we're seeing, at least on Instacart, is that there's a lot of emerging brands that are really excited to come onto the platform and take shares from the, the, the more incumbent brands. And so if you want to maintain or grow share, spending on an evergreen basis is really critical. This is Fiji Simo talking, the CEO of Instacart. As she mentioned in the clip, she just got off the stage at Cannes Lions, the International Festival of Creativity, when our backstage crew asked her to answer some questions. When she was on stage, I had the honour of doing the interview with her. My name is Duncan Painter, and I'm the CEO of Essential PLC. Before we listen to the interview, let me introduce my thoughts about this new podcast. You might already heard my interview with Anton Vincent, president of Mars in North America. If not, then please find it on Spotify or where you normally get your podcasts. I just want to recap my thoughts about this podcast. I call it three years ahead to emphasize that you need to look beyond your immediate target as a business and plan ahead to survive and perform in the retail marketplace that is highly dynamic and can change dramatically every six months. In 2014, I went on that journey. I realized that if we wanted to stay relevant for our clients, we needed to rapidly change our focus. We made a heavy pivot selling 50% of our then market capitalization to allow us to reinvest in e-commerce. It was one of the hardest decisions in my time as a CEO, and hopefully it was the right one. In this podcast, I will speak with other leaders of brands and manufacturers who are in the middle of a digital transformation about why e-commerce is so important for a CEO today. Now let's go back to my interview with Fiji Simo from Instacart. In this very special episode that was done live on stage, and it is actually the first time there was ever a live podcast recording at Can Lions. The first thing I asked Fiji to do was to describe Instacart in one minute. Instacart is a leading grocery technology company in North America. We partner with about 800 retailers across North America, and we deliver from about 70,000 stores. And it's basically a way for people to get access to groceries right at their door or uh, through pickup. And in particular, during the pandemic, we became very much an essential uh, part of how people got access to grocery. And now going forward, we are seeing ourselves as really the technology partner for all retailers to really embrace the digital transformation that we're seeing across the industry. Yeah, it's amazing. And so you joined Instacart last August. Mm -hmm. As I just mentioned, you were ahead of the, the app business for Facebook and reported directly to Mark Zuckerberg. So you had a pretty big remit there. How would you describe your first 10 months as CEO of Instacart? What's been surprising? What have you found was, was more than you expected and what your key takeaways have been? Yeah. 
So it's been a very rich 10 months, as you can imagine. I think the thing that's really interesting in this business is that it's a business that's really built on the relationships that we have with our retail partners. And so I spent really the last 10 months getting to know their business as much as I could and understand their challenges. And the thing that's fascinating is that during the pandemic, it was very clear that this, all of these retailers needed a technology partner to allow them to embrace online grocery delivery. But now going forward, if you look at the next 10 years, they are still very much in need of a technology partner for all of their digital needs. Grocery is, a, is an industry that's actually fairly behind when it comes to digital transformation. And so a lot of what I've done is really position the company as this retail enablement company, not just the Instacart app and the marketplace, but also a set of technologies that we offer to all retailers on their own and operated properties so that we can can allow them to embrace all of this digital transformation for their own businesses as well, not just our marketplace. Yeah, it's, uh, it's the span of what you cover is pretty amazing, actually, when you dig into it. But uh, now you've also joined at a time when, let's be honest about it, it's not been, uh, you know, without some criticism around particularly the valuation of the Instacart business. You know, you were expected to do an IPO and you walked sort of straight into that. So in March this year, I believe the Instacart valuation was reportedly cut by 40%. Look, I'm a public company CEO. I understand that not always what's reported is true, but that's what was said. So why has the value of the company fallen so much? Well, really like valuations are determined by two things, the business itself and the market. And when you look at the market, all of the companies that are in Instacart's category, whether it's Shopify, which is a retail enablement company, it's down 80%. If you look at DoorDash, it's down 60%. Even a company like Meta in advertising, it's down 50%. And so the market has very much readjusted to lower valuations. And that's reflected, you know, in private company valuations as well. Obviously, Instacart is, isn't immune to that. However, if you look at our business, our business is way better right now now than it was a year ago. We, uh, if you look at 2021, we set records across the business, record orders, record GTV, record revenue, and we continue to grow very fast in 2022. And so the business is only getting better, but obviously there's been a very big market readjustment that's impacting all companies. Now, we don't control the market, we control how we drive the business, but we also control how we react to it and how we, uh, you know, treat our employees. And a big part of what we did when, you, when, as you mentioned, you know, the reduction in valuation is that we proactively adjusted our valuation to reflect what we thought it would be on public markets so that we could grant employees equity at a valuation that was much more reflective of what we thought it would be uh, so that we could, uh, you know, do what's right by our employees. And so that's basically a way of, you know, managing the company as if we were already a public company and reflecting what's happening in the public markets. So in that respect, what you're really saying is that the look, markets are markets. 
The business has got great fundamentals. Absolutely. Their customers are engaging hard and you did the right thing to, to reward the talent of the people that work for your business to make sure they're set for the future. Is that uh, absolutely. Yeah, that's to be commended. So you've been in, you know, Instacart turned 10 in May, which I, you know, I'm pretty sure most of the audience wouldn't realize, like most great successes, yeah. it's been around a little longer than they think. Of course. Um, and you came in and you were very clear that you had, you wanted to set a clear vision and strategy for the next decade for Instacart. Yeah. Can you share a bit more about that? Give us a bit of a sense of, you know, when you're here with us, hopefully in 10 years time, what we would expect to think Instacart will be at that point. Absolutely. So as I was mentioning earlier, I think we need to be the company that builds all of the technologies that will power the future of grocery. And when you take a step back and you look at the things that haven't yet been addressed in terms of needs that people have, there's quite a bunch of them that can be addressed by technology. One of them is access. It's pretty crazy that in our day and age, people still don't have easy, accessible access to fresh food. That's something that technology can solve, and we've done a lot already in that space, but want to do more. Another one is personalization. If you think about the grocery experience, whether it's online or offline, it is a very impersonal experience, and technology can make that a lot more personal. Inspiration is also a very big need. I mean, I don't know about you guys, but, you know, every time I ask my husband what's for dinner, he always says chicken. And we don't really have a lot of ways to really get inspired and have diets that are like easy to do, but, but also diverse. And so technology can help with inspiration as well. And then the final one is convenience and speed. We all know that we live busy lives and every time that we can save some time for customers is, is good. And so when you look at these four like big needs that can be addressed through technology, I think Instacart is really laying the foundation for what we call the store of the future. And what we mean by that is in 10 years, what should a grocery store look like? And if you look back 10 years ago, the experience as you enter a grocery store hasn't changed that much. And that's kind of crazy because we have technologies that can make this experience so much better. We can, you know, enter a grocery store with smart carts. We recently made the acquisition of caper carts, which are carts that immediately recognize what's in your, in your cart and allow you to work out without uh, spending time at checkout. We can save you time by doing that. We can personalize the experience where, you know, we can have your shopping list ready on your mobile phone or on the smart card. We can inspire you with recommendation and advertising on the screen so that you can diversify your diet. There's a lot that we can do through technology to make that experience so much more enjoyable. And so that's what we're planning on building. And a big part, you mentioned kind of the 10-year vision, a big part of what's different is that you know, when I came in, people were seeing Instacart very much as just the online part of the market. And so the narrative was, oh, if people go back to stores, Instacart will lose. And I think that's fundamentally wrong because when you look at every other category of commerce, they're a mix of online and offline. And I fundamentally don't believe that any category is going to move entirely online. And so to me, the experience that I want all retailers to build through our technology is an experience 
experience where we serve the customer online, we serve him offline as well. And ideally, we serve him better on each of these channels because of all the data that we collect online and offline that enrich the experience across both channels. So that's, that's really what we're building for the next 10 years. Yeah, and I don't think people realize that the, you know, that Instacart advantage is the fact that you really are heavily integrated to both the retail store networks that you support. And I think it's about 700 retailers overall, maybe more these days. I'm sure you're scaling at a hell of a rate. And then obviously you can bring that whole online experience. So for, for people who haven't really understood Instacart, you have a, a, a massive advantage of real omni-channel retail managed for the consumer. Yes. I mean, you know, with the current economic environment, I mean, we're here in Cannes this week. Obviously this is a, you know, if we lift our head up and think slightly out of the zone of this city. I mean, the world is obviously going through a very difficult economic environment. But I was looking at some of the data. I'm a data geek. I love data. So I was looking at some of your data this morning, you know, on Instacart, and we can see pretty much the performances, as you know, around all the US markets. But what I noticed was even with these headwinds, your business is still growing. You know, when you look at so many other businesses reporting, even the marketplaces, many of them are trading down at the moment. So what, what's the secret sauce? What is it that's, that's so hot about Instacart, even in this environment for you? Well, I think it's because we're basically aligned with a secular trend of grocery moving online. And it's interesting because a lot of people were wondering if what happened during the pandemic was basically just a fad. And really what happened is that if you look at grocery, online penetration went from about 3% to 10%. If you look at every other category of commerce, it's 30%. And so even though the pandemic massively accelerated the adoption of online, we still have 3x of growth coming up in the next five years. And so even though the pandemic is, you know, behind us, at least in terms of, you know, people behaving like they did during, uh, during these times, we are very much aligning with kind of like the next five to 10 years of growth of just catching up to online penetration that has happened in every other commerce category and is bound to happen to the largest category of commerce, which is grocery. Now, look, as you know, we work and do support with you around Instacart and, you know, Instacart is brilliant to get rid of frictions for customers. So I, one of the things I admire about the product is that if you're a consumer and you want to buy those products, it's really, really easy. They search, they click, they check it out. It's very, but, but the, on the other hand, that means you have people that have pretty short dwell times on the site. You know, they're in, they're functional, they get going. Now, you know, as the owner of Can Lions, it would be remiss of me <laughs> not to point out that we are here around creativity. Advertisers want to manage their brand and they want to manage their product right the way through the funnel with such short dwell times on the side. What's your vision for helping creative people around the world really maximize your platform for not just making grocery very efficient, but really helping brands demonstrate true creativity in Instacart? Absolutely. So we really want to help advertisers all across the funnel. For those of you not familiar with our core product, it is very much a product where if you search for something, let's say cream cheese, we can show you a brand of cream cheese that you may not know so that you can add it to your cart in just one tap. So to your point, excellent for bottom of the funnel. Now for top of the funnel, the thing that's actually really interesting is that you mentioned short dwell time. Actually, when you look at the time it takes for people 
to like complete an entire order, they spend a lot of time on Instacart, not only searching for products, but also thinking about the recipes that they're going to make, thinking about like all of the kid lunches that they're going to have to pack. And they actually pick products from a lot of different places inside the app, whether it's the homepage, whether it's storefronts from retailers, whether it's the individual aisle. We have seen that they select products absolutely from every place across that entire shopping journey. And so our advantage is that we're here as they're thinking, you know, what am I going to feed my kid for lunch this week? All the way down to, I already know which recipe I'm going to make and I need like this particular yogurt. And so that allows us to develop a set of advertising products that match all of these steps in the shopping journey. And recently we launched what we called shoppable ads with both display and video. And it's basically, you know, a, a very uh, beautiful ad unit that allows you to tell your brand message, but also at the bottom display some products that are part of the video so that people can just add to their, add these products to their cart in one tap. And we're seeing really great success with, uh, with the pilot already. So we're really excited to continue really developing our set of display capabilities so that you can combine both. And the thing that's interesting is that we're really hearing from people that, you know, to my point about inspiration a minute ago, that they want to discover new things, that sometimes, you know, grocery shopping can feel a little bit like, you know, routine and the same. And that when they come to Instacart and there's a great brand showing a new beverage, showing a new snack, it can feel really exciting because that gives you something to look forward to uh, that you can try. That's not part of your usual, you know, diet and routine. And so that's a huge opportunity for brands, including emerging brands, which are seeing massive success on Instacart to really get exposure to customers that are in the mood for buying something. Clearly, that's why they're in the app, but maybe open to discovering something new. And retailer advertising, of course, is becoming a huge force for growth in not just the marketing world, but obviously the commercial world. And as it, as it matures, and you're thinking about creativity in, in retail advertising, how do you see Instacart's advertising sort of offering working alongside other retail media networks? Because I think what we're definitely going to see in the next five years is an absolute explosion of retail. I mean, I think there was something like 29 new networks launched this year. So there's a lot of competition. What is it that you, if I was a creative, how can I think about sort of why I want to come in the journey and really invest in the skills of creating outstanding capability for Instacart over the next few years? So I think there's a, there's a couple of things that are really unique about us. One is that we're the only platform that really allows you to have all of the precision and targetability of online advertising while at the same time moving products off the shelves at retail and putting your products in the, the hands of a customer within an hour. It's pretty magical going from like customer seeing an ad to getting your products within an hour. And, and I think that's a huge advantage for marketers because the level of actionability while also moving yourselves, uh, you know, with your retailers is obviously, you know, very, very appealing. The other thing that's interesting is that you mentioned the proliferation of retail media networks. Because of our role as a retail enablement platform, what we see our role uh, has in, in advertising is also 
also taking everything we're learning from building our own advertising business inside the Instacart app and putting that in the hands of our retailers for their own and operated properties. So we launched recently a product called Carrot Ads, which is basically allowing any retailer, starting with Sprouts, to set up their own retail media network on Sprouts.com using our technology and using our ad demand. So if you come to us with a campaign, we can now run it not only on Instacart, but also on the, on, on the network of all of the different retailers that partner with us. And that's a very big part of our strategy because the thing that a lot of, not a lot of people know is that we power the Instacart app, but we also power the e-commerce websites of a lot of the large grocers, Publix, Wegmans, Sprouts, Costco US. And so that allows us to take the best of our capabilities that are very focused on grocery, the best ad formats that we know work in a grocery and daily essentials environment, and bring that not just to our app, but also to the, the networks of all of the retailers that CPG partners work with. Yeah. Now let's quickly change track. Look, purpose is such a fundamentally important thing for brands and platforms. You know, Instacart, I know you've been really pushing how you make food accessibility a key element. And I know you've created the scheme that allows you to get the benefit of the US government SNAP benefits program, not to be mistaken with your ex-competitor, but with the, uh, but with <laughs> no. a, a, you know, a very important program for people in, in America to get access to good nutrition. So tell us about when you think about what is, what is it in that purpose that really drives Instacart's desire to, to make food and high quality nutrition a, a key driver for everyone yeah. uh, around the world? It's really interesting to realize that, again, in our day and age, people don't have access to food. Many people live in food deserts, about, you know, 19 million people. And even when they have access to food, it's incredibly cumbersome for them to have a healthy diet. And what we found is that when you make online grocery delivery accessible, it becomes a way in which people can manage their budget better because it's much easier to do that online than when you're going through a store and trying to figure out how much you're going to pay at checkout, you can manage your budget better. You don't have to find a car to drive to the grocery store or to use public transportation. You can use your EBT SNAP benefits. All of these things are actually incredibly important uh, for low-income populations that, that really need these benefits. And so we can have a massive impact by doing things that are actually good for our business and our partner's business, but also good for people. I fundamentally believe that when we talk about purpose and we talk about, you know, these efforts, they cannot be in, on the side in a corner as a as a social impact thing that you do. They have to be part of the core business that you drive. And, and so that's why it needs to be a win-win. And EBT Snap is a perfect example. We were the first one to identify a process with uh, the U.S. Uh, Department of Agriculture and, and, um, and Food and Nutrition to figure out how to get all of our retailers 
approved to accept CBT SNAP online, both on their own properties and on Instacart. And so 50% of the retailers that got approved were approved through Instacart, which we're very proud of. And now we've rolled it out to 29.5 million people who have access to uh, these benefits online and therefore have access to fresh, nutritious food in a way that they wouldn't have otherwise. And so it, it's very much just the beginning of, of that journey. And I think there's so much more that we can be doing once we start realizing that if you think about health outcomes, they all start with good nutrition. And we're starting to see, in fact, you know, health insurance payers like want to be part of the solution because they realize that if they fund nutritious food upfront and make that more accessible, it ends up being way, way better than having to fund, uh, you know, the cost of actual healthcare. And so we have a key role to play in, in really creating health. And we are seeing a lot of the advertising partners that we work with being really excited about that and, and want to be part of the mission. So we're excited to enroll them in, in being part of the solution as well. Yeah. And then just finally, because I think we're coming towards the end for you. Um, one question for me, you know, we have the joy of sitting both on with feet in both camps. We've got a lot of data access. We're very heavily engaged in digital commerce, but at the same time, you know, I love the, the Can Lions Festival. I love creativity. It's been at heart 11 years, um, <laughs> here, but over that 11 years, I've, I've witnessed that, you know, many brands, but your former one, you know, they were perhaps a little slow to engage with the creative community early enough and, and really sort of bring their platforms where creatives could really flourish. So if you can leave everyone here and the rest of the Can Lions Creativity Forum with any message around why Instacart has learned that lesson and how over the next few years they're going to see you really give them a platform to flourish, how would you, what would be the message you'd most leave them with? Well, you know, when I, when I joined as CEO, I, always like I had to find really like why did I care about this platform and I always say that like food is fundamentally a reflection of culture food is like where soul happens uh, food is love and that's an incredible creative platform when you think about that I think there's no better platform than you know, a platform that is fundamentally connecting people with the food they love. And if we don't manage to create wonderful opportunities and creative opportunities for brands to really showcase what they're about and really inspire people when it comes to something so fundamental as food and daily essentials, I think we would have failed. So it, it to me, it's such a very, very big part of the mission uh, to unleash the creativity of brands because our entire mission is, is based on something that is fundamentally so profound, so creative, and we need the help of our advertisers to make it come to life. Fuji, it's been uh, an absolute pleasure to have you here today. It's been a pleasure to have our first ever live podcast recorded here in Cannes. You know, I think on so many fronts, you set a standard for this industry. You are a, a woman leading a technology company, taking on the world, bringing great purpose to food and creating a, a next generation opportunity for creatives. So on behalf of Can Lions and everyone, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having thank me. Thanks everyone. Thank you for listening. That wraps up my interview with Vigi Simo, CEO of Instacart. This interview was taped live on stage at Can Lions 2022 on the 21st of June. Please subscribe to my podcast three years ahead 
on all channels where you normally and enjoy getting your podcasts. I will be back with other interviews with leaders who need to constantly pivot their brand or company for the challenges and opportunities of e-commerce. My name is Duncan Painter, CEO of Essential PLC. And until next time, goodbye.